Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Be in bed with somebody, and I want to stick my cold ass feet on your warm legs because the best though it's so funny. (laughs) And then you're like, I just so cold, (laughs) and they're like, motherfucker, you're so evil. No wonder you're in (laughs) SM. Here's the thing. I just am embracing my brat life. You know what I mean? Totally fair. <laughs> well, as you can tell, uh, Marky Ho has joined us. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. Don't worry. I only got the tail end of what you want to do with feet. So. I don't want to do anything. The whole thing is I just want him to be cold and I want to put him on people. That's that's what we got. Okay. You don't want your feet to be cold. It just happens that your feet get cold, right? It's just that I, yeah, I feel like yeah, as feet get a per- yeah. I said, that's a cake, just dipping your feet in like fucking ice cold water and be like, my man, come here, sit down. You can just take two tubs of ice cream, put them on top, and then go put them on somebody. Yeah, no, I'm not prepping that hard for my cold feet. <laughs> oh my I just gosh. think it's funny. Oh. oh my god. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I. You know what? You're yum. Yours. Keep it. Enjoy. I'm actually pretty open for flavors. Every once in a while, I'm like, oh, keep that fist to yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. In like the in the spectrum of everything that there is in terms of like weird stuff, I just feel like. People are, feet is like a big thing, and I feel like it does have a really big stick. Like, feet and furries, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those are just things that I can't, like, those are on my note list. Yeah, I dated a guy who was, for other reasons, not something that worked out. Mm -hmm. But he was a furry, and we never got to that point. But I was low-key for a moment, like, the thing about furries that I learned is that they are actually some of, like, the wealthiest people because yeah. it costs so much money, which is why GSR is like, Big Furry Con, come here, please, thank you. Yeah. Because these people got money. That being said, um, I was dying this afternoon hanging out with Paige in a long sleeve <laughs> t shirt in the sun. <laughs> yeah. Like, you put me in a fucking fur costume. I'm dying. That's it. Well, even those, like, they make those butt plugs that have, like, the tails, tails and stuff. Yeah. And I can't even, I'm really not into, like, I think that they're here, okay, I'm gonna just go through, like, my Amazon wish list with you guys. Like, there's some pretty <laughs> butt plugs out there. There's some gorgeous, like, artisanal butt plugs. <laughs> like, roses Are and you glass. Sure your Amazon wish list and not Etsy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, wherever, wherever they're pretty, I want them. Whatever you can put in my butt and my it's pretty. Girl. I'm here for it. <laughs> But it's, uh, I feel like those tails are just, there's a level there where mentally I can't get through that, you know? It feels, there's just a thing that where it's like, this is not what, this is not what's going to satisfy me. Right. And I'm also not willing to satisfy you by doing this. (laughs) If that was me in that position, I'd be like, the Petrosky in a frying pan, I'd be like, well, bam! I can't do this. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like... Tying our shit together, that pan is hitting you quick. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's time to go. It's time to go. Cause you know what? If you put me in a furry costume, you want to hit it. It's the fucking dog in a car during somewhere. Someone smash the windows and save my life because no. get me out of this suit. Well, and I also okay. I have a very 
it's a very visceral and very irrational fear of anything in like a, a mascot outfit or a big head costume. So if I even walk past like, cause I've walked past that room when they were having those furry cons just like through the GSR and it is, it, it strikes me with such a very real terror that even thinking about it, like I, I could never, I could never cause I'm not kink is fear is not my kink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, in that context anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um but, but cheers to furries cheers to you guys enjoy love enjoy happy cool. yeah yeah do you lose my number forget this face yeah <laughs> do you not me so we are um marquis joined us for season six b episode four out of the frying pan, the synopsis is Carrie becomes shocked and repulsed by Petrovsky's cut and dry viewpoint about Samantha's cancer. A princess enters Charlotte's life. Yes. Steve suggests that he and Miranda move the family to Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I Not have the... to move to a nice house in Brooklyn. Can I just say, like, what a juxtaposition hearing Miranda next to Samantha this entire episode. Yeah. I was like, you're, you guys can't see. There's been some eye rolling in here. Oh, yeah. I Sorry. Thought, I thought I, I rolled them pretty hard. I thought they could hear that. But, <laughs> but I was seriously like, oh, my goodness. Stop. Stop. <laughs> oh, tragic. Well, I'm like, I don't know. Okay. So if we're diving into Let's it. Let's dive um, into Miranda yeah, and her Miranda, bullshit. Yeah. She, well, because she's on her. She is... I I feel bad because it's like, you know, I've been there where it's like you're looking for new places to go. And especially in, you know, this kind of a city where it's only like, you know, you you sneeze and you're in some other place in the city, mm-hmm. right? But when it comes to stuff like moving to Brooklyn for your family, like, what's, what's, the, what's the problem? Really? Like, who are you? I think she honestly forgot that she was a single, like, she wasn't a single woman. Like, she right. has this, like, thing I'm at the married. end. She's like, oh, I'm married. Like, she was alone by herself this whole series. Mm. And now all of a sudden she has a kid. She has a husband. She has a dog. She has a cat. She is part of a family. And she has to start thinking like that. And I've been there. And it blows. Well, and then you look at the place and, like, they do that thing where it's very, uh, you know, TV style. Uh, they they pan across the whole apartment and it's filthy. And I was just thinking thinking to myself, like, you guys are about to buy a whole new place. Like, you can't afford somebody to come and, I don't know, maybe clean or you guys can't, like, pick up a little bit. Like, this would be a cute-ass apartment. You'd have so much more space if you cleaned your space. But, yeah. The thing is, New York is always dirty. Like, there is no cleaning it. How are there no rats in that apartment? Let's talk about that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Let's talk about how there's no mice in their apartment, because there should be. Yeah. And there's no... I think it was just because Steve had just moved in, and so all of his shit that he had accumulated being a single man is now in... That's right, because they were... space. Yeah. Not together. I forget about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I get it, but also, like, why didn't you pare down before you moved in? And you know, I just feel like every time I see Steve, I'm like, this was written by women. This whole show was written by women. Because when I look at Steve, I'm like, <laughs> yes, daddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> anytime. Every time. <laughs> every time. He's actually such a babe. I actually quite <clears throat> like Steve. He's so hot. Oh, yeah. This one was actually written by a woman. It was written by Jenny Bix. Yeah, I told you. 
<laughs> who's god awful, by the way. Hey, you know what? That's fair. <laughs> but also, you can blame her for the greatest showman. Whomst? No. But, Did she yeah. like the greatest showman? Yeah. Oh, I didn't love it. No, me neither. It's because it's written by Jenny Bix. You know, I love me a show tune, and that really didn't do it for me. Honestly, maybe unpopular opinion. Hugh Jackman does not do it for me. Mm, yeah. That's fair. He doesn't do it for me the way that he seems to do it for everyone else. I agree. I like, agree. I appreciate him. But I, Here's my thing. I'm going to toss my two cents in here, okay. which don't amount to anything because I've been told that I don't have a very conventional taste uh, in terms of attractive men. But, like, any of those, like, big, beefy guys, like, I thought that Chris uh, Pratt was so much hotter when he was, like, that dumpy when guy from the chubby. office. When he was chubby. Yeah, totally. Because so, he was funny. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's just some of those big, burly guys, and you're like, all right, you look like... <laughs> An Aryan person's wet dream. Like I'm, I, I guess that's a that's a preference, and that's fine. But you know what I'm into? I'm into that Jason Siegel body type. Yes. Yes. I want to conversation. Yeah. Oh, and yes. that face and that nose and those deep mm-hmm. eyes, or like Brendan Jake Frazier. Johnson. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And yeah. I like give me something with a little bit of grit to it. You know, give me that sandpapery look, and oh, I'm all about it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, when I go to Home Depot, I'm not trying to get tiles. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get that sandpaper. And some zip ties. Ooh, that was a read. <laughs> I still called out. Excuse me, sir. What's your softest rope? Mm, I actually, I did. I got, um... I recently got a, a rope. You just you just went to Home Depot and you Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, no, there's <laughs> a Christian. Uh, I mean, we're not sponsored, but also there's a place in town that does these really great ropes that um, have little uh, aglets at the end. Yeah. And oh yeah. Yeah. So you go ahead and like, shout them out. Maybe they'll want to. Tantus. They're in Sparks. They're great. Tantus and Sparks. Hey, I get. A, I've actually got a. Do you want a to lot sponsor? Of, yeah. Do you, <laughs> would you like to sponsor my butt? Because I'd be real into that. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm going for lunch tomorrow. <laughs> Pardon moi. Excuse me. Just want to uh, browse your fine assortment of butt things. Um, but yeah, um, people do get a lot of their stuff from, from Home Depot. And why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? I mean, it's there. There are also, I've heard a lot of people that will go to Petco to get some stuff that are into like that type of play. Oh. Um, and that's, I mean, I wouldn't ever just because that's not my thing but also like why not you don't have to get that like crazy pretty thing off of etsy or whatever you can go to the pet store where the pets go (laughs) if it were to work sponsor us (laughs) let's be practical okay i'm trying to be kinky on a budget bitch (laughs) um Um, yeah, I do like that Miranda is like, the cab won't even go to Brooklyn. Can cabs do that? Can cabs know. tell you that? Ca- I mean... They're their own business. I've been my oh. own... Mm-hmm. The driver is like... The driver is own the business. own business? Yeah, because I think in New York you have to buy... I think they're called like medallions. And it's like your license almost. So they only have like so many and you have to fight for them. Oh. And then I think the people who are like veterans of 
taxi driving can like reclaim their own and then people like let go of theirs because they can only have so many taxis in New York because the space is so dense. Oh. So people give up these medallions and you like have to bid for them to get them and then you become a taxi driver. So then why do they try and fuck you so hard? Because they're trying to make money. No, but like, so, okay. I have to tell the story of how I got back to the airport from New York. Okay. I walked outside of my hotel because Ubers are on every street corner and you have to be right there waiting before you call it because otherwise you're going to miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Very similar to like when you, when Marky and I were in Vegas and we were like, okay, we have to call the Uber. Oh shit, it's right there. And we had to oh, like yeah. book it. You ran. We we're ran. not runners, girl, but no. we ran. <laughs> we, did, we did a quick jog. <laughs> it was a jiggle. It was, it was quite the jiggle. <laughs> but so I'm outside. I just step outside of the hotel with my suitcase and I I'm, have my phone out and I'm calling my, my Uber and the doorman says, do you need a ride? And... I said, oh, yeah, I'm just calling my Uber. And he was like, there's a taxi right here if you if you want to just hop in the taxi. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, why not? Work is paying. Ugh. I don't give a shit how much no. it is, right? This guy tosses my suitcase into the trunk. Tosses it. I'm like, no, that's fine. I didn't have anything important in there. <laughs> my butt plugs! <laughs> my artisanal butt plugs! My glass butt plugs are going to break them. Those things are expensive, though. Like, and, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, let's not, let's not, you know, yeah. sleep on that because that's it's a hundred percent. Right. I would be mad if I <laughs> open up my suitcase and like all yeah. of the the glass menagerie of my sex toys. Well, also busted. It had my my work laptop in it, so that means they were oh. definitely going to search it. So I didn't bring anything with me, toy wise. Oh, gotcha. So I was safe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and. So he tosses it into the trunk. I get in. He fucking yeets himself into traffic. Jesus. Holy shit. I'm just like, okay. (laughs) Turns around and like we're literally three blocks from my hotel. And he says, you pay cash. What? And I said, excuse me? And he says, you pay cash. And I'm like, I don't think I have enough cash. Because from fucking Midtown Manhattan to Queens to JFK is like $65 in a Lyft or an Uber. And so I'm like, I don't think I have all, like, I don't, I don't think I have enough cash, buddy. Maybe cash app. Right? Let me out of this taxi, actually. I kind of wanted to get out of the taxi at that point, but he's hurling into traffic and you pay cash. And I'm like, I don't think I have the cash. And he said, "And he says well, you pay cash." I'm like, "Well, how much is it going to be?" And I'll check if I have the cash. And he says, "How much cash do you have?" And I'm like, "Well, is it a stick up now? Like, <laughs> like what the fuck?" And so I look, and I'm like, "I only have fifty dollars. I have fifty dollars in cash. That's all I have." Loki, this sounds like the start to a porn, right? Yeah. And- or taken, my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's my Liam Beeson? Either call me. (laughs) Either way, I'm kind of holding out for a hero at this point. Um, (laughs) No, you be the hero of your own story. Yeah. I wasn't in this one. Um, So he says, okay, guns it. We almost get into an accident in the middle of Queens that I swear to God, like three quarters of my life flashed before my eyes. 
Like, I knew we weren't going to die, but it was close. Yeah. I was so scared the whole way there. So we get to the airport, right? And he leaps out of the car three lanes over from the curb. Ugh. So he just throws on his hazards in, like, a six-lane thing by, like, the curb to go into the airport. He leaps out, and I'm like, fuck, okay. I come around, he stops me on my other side, and he was just like, you give me cash. And I'm like, okay, I need a receipt, though. This is a work trip. I need to be reimbursed. You need to give me a receipt. And so I give him the money. He gives me this crumpled up piece of paper that no shit has a clipper <clears throat> of a taxi cab on it. And it just says, name, amount, it's blank. What? And he, he's getting back into his taxi and I'm like, oh, wait, my suitcase. And he goes like this. Like, he points, sorry, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so he like. Rookie. He does like a full on like gesture to the curb. He's left it on the curb this whole time. So now I have to dart through traffic so I'm not leaving my suitcase unattended. Oh my God. But why would he do that if he, if it's his own business? Like, because he clearly just wanted to get the money and leave. So I don't I'm think he cares about customer service. He wants to get in, get out, and get more, <laughs> get more bitches in the car. And yeah, I mean, I, it's New York. I get it's that, like, that was like a good amount cash, of customer service. The cash thing though was weird. I think they well, not to like excuse. It, I think the reason he asked for cash is because he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to pay fees if he gets card. Yeah, mm. but I could have had zero cash, and then what was he gonna do? He would have had to have me pay by card. Right. Well, so we just want to pay you. Yeah. yeah, also, who's caring? Like, I don't know. I, this is not a cash world anymore. No. You know what I mean? I'm that was this year, wasn't paper. it? Yeah, that was in um, late January. <laughs> I know. Isn't it crazy? This, like, this year, I was in New York City, COVID-free, and just running around licking, licking lampposts and all kinds of dumb shit. Licking lampposts? Licking lampposts. <laughs> no, I wasn't actually doing anything gross like that. But, like, I was there... Before everything went down. And I'm really glad that I was because I don't know that I would feel comfortable going back at this point. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely no, not. No, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's weird. Contrary to what I've said in previous podcasts. Sorry, people. <laughs> I post every once in a while. And usually it's because I go to a concert or a show. Yeah. And this year, Facebook, stop attacking me. Remember me? Last year, you did this. Last year, you were in the Mediterranean breaking up with your boyfriend three bottles deep. <laughs> and now I'm like... Don't remind me I'm doing nothing. <laughs> right. Don't attack me like that. <laughs> COVID's a thing. Why do you have to, like, show me the good times? Yeah. Wow. I know. I sent, I actually sent Marky something, like, last week, because it came up in my time hop um, mm. that we had gone and seen, like, a little screening of Young Frankenstein. Yes. And so, like, I forwarded it to her, and I was just like, oh, my God, cute. Remember movies? Well, and I got so excited, I thought she was telling me that it was coming back, and I was about to Hop look on. into, yeah, renting a hazmat suit to go and, like, sit in a theater <laughs> to watch this movie, because it's my favorite movie, and I, yeah, and then she was like, no, it's just a memory, and I'm like, are you, are you trying she to hurt me? You. She Facebooked you. She Facebooked That's what I'm saying. She pulled a Zuckerberg. I didn't mean to. I really did mean to follow it up with, like, a message that's like, Oh, man, remember the good time? And then I got a fucking phone call from a no-caller ID, and I forgot. <laughs> Don't talk to me like that, okay? 
hazards of the job. Actually, thank you so much for saying that. Because you have to turn it I back on. I need to turn my color ID off. <laughs> I've been busy this week. I had like family in town, and I needed them to like pick up the phone. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I had to turn my color ID back on, and I'm turning it off right now. Oh, that's true. You did call me earlier today, and it did say that Randy was calling, and I was like, that's weird. Okay. Fuck <laughs> off. Thank you. My patients don't need my number. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, God. They oh, don't. my goodness. That would just be terrorizing. <laughs> I didn't know that you could do that, and honestly, I wish I could turn mine off. That'd be really nice. You okay. can. Yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, you can. We'll have to go through a... Yeah, a, we'll do a tutorial yeah, later. Yeah, a Linda video later. <laughs> <laughs> video. Um, no, but, okay, so winding back to... But, yeah, anyway, um, taxi cab from Manhattan to Brooklyn is very small, barely an inconvenience. It's literally right across the bridge. Like, why would you want that money, honey? Yeah, there's no reason for you to not just pick up somebody in Brooklyn who obviously wants to go to Manhattan, and you'll be back in Manhattan. Well, I think no the point deal. was, like, even at that time, mm-hmm. Brooklyn was still considered the ghetto. So the Manhattan was like, that's where the money's at. That's fair. Keep me the yeah. money. But distance-wise, it's fine. Like, it's small. It really. Like, like the boroughs are not states away. No. there. I was That was one of my biggest shocks of visiting New York, is that everything is super small. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's so dense. dense yeah, it's dense, but it is really, <clears throat> really small. Like I've been in bars smaller than your living room. Yeah, it's nuts how like it's just close together everything is. So well, okay, and then this is my sort of back and forth, and I always feel that Miranda's is the one person where I I I'm on both sides of her where I, I fucking hate her and I really like her sometimes, you know, she does, I can see where she's coming from where she's had this entire life plan for herself yes. being a strong ass independent woman, being in her law firm. She is a partner. She is going for it. She had a plan for her life. And I'm sure a lot of that plan included giving up her sense of domesticity or giving up the idea that she was going to be somebody's housewife for the rest of her life, you know, or even having kids or a family or whatever that looked like. And then realizing, oh, I am all of the things that I gave up the idea to be and I'm still also a lawyer and a partner and all of these other things Mm. and just didn't factor those things in. And I've been there. I think we've all been there where we look at where we are in our lives and think, fuck, (laughs) Right. <laughs> Where did I, how did I get <clears throat> here? Mm-hmm. And it's not always, you know, uh, a great moment of clarity, but it is definitely relatable. I still think she's being a bougie bitch, though. Oh, no, yeah. Absolutely. Completely. But I, she also is kind of entitled to be a bougie bitch. I mm-hmm. won't move to this side of the city because I don't want to be that <laughs> far away from work. Like, I'm doing the same thing she's doing. Yeah, but it's also, you know, you're you don't, you know, you don't have the the family and all of the other things like that. And also, this side of town is not the ghetto, Paige. No, no, no. (laughs) No, I'm not saying that this side of town is the ghetto at all. I'm saying I don't want to be that far away from work. I don't want to travel that far to work. No, totally. I'm kidding. I love this side of town. Don't get me wrong. I'm here all the time. You guys have the Trader Joe's. (laughs) She visits me all the time. We see each other once a week. (laughs) I make dinner in this rat hole. (laughs) Stop it. It's not a row. It it's so nice. cute. <laughs> We've literally just been complimenting it this whole time. That's why you should come a little more often and take Shut up. <laughs> we'll just do more pumpkin pie dates. Done. Done. Yep, done. Like, this is my podcast. Stop. Like, I'm going to take my podcast and go home. <laughs> all the listeners are like, what are 
empty spots in your talk. Oh, we cut Randy out. <laughs> you say that like I even know how to cut things out. That's the whole basis of our podcast is we don't know how to edit. Which is so we leave everything in. So awful that you started when you started. Because <laughs> I knew, I knew the second that you started speaking and it, you just, you got that mic voice on and I was like, oh shit. She does shit. have a mic voice. I have a mic voice. Should I, I feel like oh, no, that You know fun, what it though, is? Right? My mic voice is me enunciating more clearly than I normally do because the very first episode that we recorded, I listened to and I was like, why am I drunk? I sound drunk. I sound drunk normally. So now when I'm on the podcast, I have to be like, use your words. I feel um, like I talk the same. You do? Yeah. yeah. You, don't have, you don't have Ooh. mic voice yet. Uh, hello. <laughs> I, think, man, I feel too. like... I feel like your mic voice is just going to turn into your brother's voice. Oh, gosh. That's so weird. <laughs> um, I love this. I don't know. I don't. I'm going to have a mic voice starting now. Perfect. Hey, guys. It's going to be my new mic. We'll work it out. We'll workshop yeah, that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll work I want, I want a mic voice. Yeah. I want to sound like one of those cute little, like, uh, anime characters. Like, oh, how's it going? <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> was that good? I, tr- I tried so hard to like that sound so podcasty. So that's Miranda. I know that's all I wrote. Was that's all Miranda. Like moving to Brooklyn, yeah. bought a house. Yeah, yeah. Done. Mine literally says move to Brooklyn? Question mark. Cab won't go. <laughs> no. Uh, so let's move on to uh, Charlotte. No, oh, yeah, we can do Charlotte. Um, so Charlotte gets a phone call. Unfortunately, her eggs are not viable. No. Okay. This happened last time. It's going to happen again. Harry is the fucking best. Oh, gosh. Yes. Harry, I want to sit on Harry's face. And I'm not that girl that's just going out there saying things like, I want to sit on Harry's face. But I want to sit on Harry's face. And I've said it three times now. And I'm hoping Manifest Destiny happens. And Harry walks through that door and just pants off. Evan Handler, please email us. Evan Handler. <laughs> we'll get you in touch with, with Marky. I think he's I'm fast. all for being Mrs. Randy Goldenblatt. Because he is so <laughs> Sweet. The second that she got the call, he says, what do you want to do now? And it's not in a a pushy way or in an unkind. Mm -hmm. He just is filled with so much like warmth and and understanding and empathy. And he says, what do you want to do now? Or how do you want to move forward? And wants to help her process these things. Mm -hmm. And my God. And again, that's how you know this was written by a woman. Because men don't actually exist. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Men are so, so tragic. Can we talk about the fact that Evan Handler still can kind of get it, though? (laughs) Shut the fuck up! He's like a a rounded Vin Diesel. He's coming! He is! He does look like a little marshmallow Vin Diesel. You know, God, there's something. It's not even. Like, it's not big dick energy. I don't, but I'm not sure what to call energy. it. It's like, I don't need to prove my dick energy. Yes. I think we call that Dickless confidence. energy. <laughs> yes. It's, it's like, I don't have to deal with any of this bravado. I don't need to act up or act out. I'm just me. 
Mm-hmm. The cool, I love that. Uh, the cool air, cool essence kind of feel. Mm-hmm. And who he is is just so sweet and pure. He's the dog of people. He We don't deserve him. <laughs> yeah. I want dying. to love him all over everywhere and also have him tuck me in. Like, he was looking for, uh, he was looking at adoption sites and I was just thinking, damn. Adopt me. I know. I'm, an, I'm a small Asian child. <laughs> Adopt me. <laughs> <laughs> call me Rose. <laughs> Can I call you Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> to the listeners, can you believe we're not drinking? Like, my right? God, this is a hundred percent sober podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The only thing we're high on is sugar. Um. Also, Charlotte with okay. So the dog that she ends up seeing in the park. Mm-hmm. Is my favorite dog ever. Is and it King Charles Spaniel. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so sweet. That's the Lady in the Tramp dog. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the Lady in the Tramp dog was a Springer Spaniel. No, I think she's Charles a Britney Spaniel. Spaniel. Really? Maybe. Because Bandit is a Springer Spaniel. Who's Bandit? Oh, I, Bandit, Bandit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Bandit? Like, do I know a Bandit? You took glamour shots to my dogs. I did. Oh, <laughs> don't cute. They're so, so cute. Oh, um, But um, yeah, they're... So she she's running in the park, in Central Park, to... Coping. Cope, to yeah. cope with, like, the loss. Um, and runs into this lady that just has a fuck ton of um, spaniels. And she's she's a very well-known character actress, and I wish I remembered her name, but I don't. She's in everything. Um, but she's doing her best cranky show dog mom impression with this. She pulls it off, I think. Yeah, like yeah. she does. But she's like super cranky about like how, oh yeah, this goddamn dog's one's leg shorter than the other, and so now she doesn't compete because she's worthless. A two time loser. Yeah. She's I mean... a two time loser. And it's just like, okay, be a little hard on that dog. First of all, let's go to the running thing, which I think is just a very poor writing choice as like a metaphor to for Charlotte running, running away way. from things. Yeah, she's yeah. just running through her feelings, which meh. Uh, second of all, who just strikes up a conversation with people and new, is that a thing? I don't, I'm a very outgoing person, but I'm not just going to run up to people in the park. And- well, technically the dog ran up to her. That's and then that started funny. the conversation and I would have a conversation with somebody that's shitty? You have a conversation with somebody that was being an asshole like that? Well, she wasn't an asshole to start with. It was the dog, and she was playing with the dog. You know what I will say it's weird, though, was after she was, like, running to cope, ran to the King Charles Spaniel, mm. the next day, homegirl sitting there on a bench waiting for them to show up with turkey bacon, I was like, can I give Princess turkey bacon? I was like, bitch, that's fucking weird. Yeah, you were that waiting for me. Yeah, like, now you're now You know you're how many it. people walk around this park? You know what that is? That's white privilege. <laughs> Damn straight. Tell that me is, I'm that wrong. That is white woman privilege. That's white woman privilege. Right when there. we redo the podcast. <laughs> when we reboot the podcast. Reboot the podcast. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm only brand new to this. <laughs> no, I'm just saying don't say reboot because I'm not watching all these fucking episodes again. <laughs> oh, is that what it means? Reboot is doing something over here. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not fucking oh, hell no. No. When we, what's the word? Uh, where we reboot or re... re Vamp. When we rebrand over. Rebrand is a better one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the podcast, we need to have... A conversation about white privilege because it's gonna be a three-part series on a mm. ton of bitching. Mm. Asian sisters unite. 
<laughs> and Paige so, is so woke. Thank you, Paige. Thank so, you, Paige. <laughs> well, so wait, also, you know, Jewish. So I feel like I you're am, in that subsect of uh, white non-whites. I'm technically a minority. Technically. But I'm still... <laughs> But I'm still a white woman, and I still absolutely enjoy the privileges of such thing. Because I am absolutely Aryan passing. That's very fair. Yeah. Well, like, and I'm only half Asian, With your so Princess Leia buns passing. kind of things going on. Yeah. Yes! Your little spice buns. Yeah. Are they cute? I got my I little them. buns because I don't like to wash my hair anymore. <laughs> really? I was like, Sailor Moon, this is great. Get in. <laughs> That's a page spin around for us. Do throw a little peace sign oh up by God. your eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pick your planet. <laughs> Wait, what if I want it to be heart? <laughs> heart? That was a Captain Planet. I was gonna say <laughs> 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 oh, no, straight through to the white privilege anime. <laughs> oh my god. Um but yeah, okay, so the she gets a puppy, she's having this conversation, this woman mm-hmm. is being frigid as fuck and complaining yes. about her dog. And then, uh, you know, she goes back to the house and Harry's looking at, you know, things about adoption yeah. and she is accepting of it. You can tell that she's hesitant. You can tell that it bothers her that she can't have a baby right. naturally. And that is, I mean... I I mean, this may be an overshare, but I had to get an ovary removed. Mm. And when that happened, it was definitely one of those conversations I had to have with myself about, well, what if I can't have kids? Or what if I'm not able to do that? Is that something that I want to do? And I was, I think I was... Sorry. Oh that's... my God, that's mood music. No, that's exactly how I felt. <laughs> um, yes, give me that acoustic realness. Um, I, but it's one of those conversations you have with yourself when you go through something like that. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, being younger, I think too was a weird position to be in because I knew I wasn't going to be in a position to have kids just then. But you are forced to face that. And when somebody tells you something, or if you think that you might not be able to have kids, it definitely is, uh, it's a, it's a weird jarring experience. And as a woman to, to be able to, you know, have to confront that I felt for her. Um, I think that Charlotte is obnoxiously optimistic and very like, she's that one girl at summer camp where you're like, you're too much. You've made 70 friendship bracelets. (laughs) You can't have that many friends, Charlotte, but then you also feel for her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've been going through the same things. I really didn't think that I would be, like, emotionally fucking myself over with my upcoming surgery. Mm -hmm. And, but I am. Like, there's part of me that's like, well, what if something... Thank you for saying that. What if something happens? Like, what if I... And I'm like, why are you thinking like this, though? Like, you're not going to have kids. You're too old. Like, at least with you, like, there was definitely going to be a sense of loss. Because mm-hmm. you had you have a lot of time still to have children. Whereas I am absolutely near the end where they would call it a super geriatric pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that superhero trying to save you? <laughs> The walker has jets. <laughs> it's gonna Fuck be great. Girl. Stop. It's 
Oh. <laughs> we gotta wrap up this crime. I gotta make it home in time for Matlin. <laughs> right. But I, like, I, I had a moment where I could have told somebody that I know that I was gonna have this surgery. Right. And I chickened out. Because I was afraid they would talk me out of it. I don't, you know, we had a conversation about dumb. that. You don't owe this person any explanation. No, and I know, I totally know that. And it's sort of, it, I know that, like, me chickening out about telling them is stupid. And, like, I realize that, like, me thinking that, that some sort of loss is also stupid. Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, it is absolutely game over time. Like, you, you went through mm-hmm. all of your childbearing years and it didn't happen. And you might as well, like, start living your life without having to deal with this shit anymore. And that is why I'm having the surgery. But I still go back and forth. And I think I probably will for a while. I think so, too. And I might, like, I'm a little worried that I'm going to, like, go through a bit of a depression after the surgery is over. But I feel like a month afterwards when I don't have a period, I'm going to be like, bitch, this is the life. Never mind. Let's go. Well, it's the, I think it kind of harkens back to the whole thing Miranda was going through, which is, you know, there's these very predetermined preset roles that Mm -hmm. we just have in our lives, in our countries, within certain, you know, walks of life. And being able to acknowledge that that's not for you, I think in a lot of ways, I, I for me, I think would be uh, a, a sense of, of not achieving something. So I'm not living mm-hmm. up to the standards of this lifestyle, which means that I'm not living this properly or, or I'm not doing something correctly. And that feels like, a, you know, a sense of loss or a sense of disappointment. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, where we're in this world where things like gender norms or even uh, uh, just certain lifestyles, you know, monogamy, non-monogamy, those kinds of things are right at the forefront. And it it helps, I think, to 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 realize that there are all of these people who want to live these different lives, who are also feeling these certain pressures, societal pressures to do these things. But it's not just you feeling that. There's so many women that I think are not on board with having kids for whatever their reasons are going to be. Mm-hmm. Now, if you wanted a kid, that would be a different thing. For me, I know even if I was in a position where I was, you know, not able to have kids, I'd go out and fucking steal one today. <laughs> like, you leave your baby on a windowsill, I'm I'm snatching it. <laughs> but it's... It's something that you either, you know, want or don't want, Mm -hmm. but you are more than within your right to go back and forth between it. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of it is that societal pressure to live up to the standard of womanhood. Yeah. I am keeping my ovaries also, and I think that that will help me mentally as well. Mm. Because it's like, if I find somebody and I'm like, "Mm, okay, you really want kids, Let's just harvest some eggs. Or if you need an egg, I'll give you an egg too. I'll give everybody an egg. I'm not even Do kidding I get you. An egg? You have an egg. Yes. Like, yes. Everybody I'm gets an egg. Dozen. I'm telling you. I'll play the claw machine. We got it. It's fine. Well, I'm not kidding though. The last time that I had an ultrasound, it was fucking Easter in there. Just so many eggs. No, I'm not kidding you. I was like, oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't get the reference. I was like, Jesus? I was like, <laughs> Jesus was in my uterus. Oh, oh no. no. 
you're going through all of this and a crisis of faith, bitch. Can you imagine? I get a hysterectomy and then I give birth to the son of God. <laughs> but no, I, I just imagine Paige and all these fucking candles. <laughs> like just, Guadalupe candles with Paige just like... Just holding a basket of eggs. So good. Beautiful. Wow. I I think that that will like help me because if I do find somebody who does Mm. want to have kids, Mm. we can find a surrogate. I have eggs. We're good to go. Yeah. But yeah, in the in my my like my um tech for the ultrasound actually like said something. Oh bitch. She was like. She was like, do you want to, she was just like, well, I'm in here. Do you want to, do you want to see your ovaries? And I'm like, sure, why not? When oh, will I get I another chance? the other story. Oh, no, not oh, the other story. Oh. Not the getting it out. This was putting, putting in the gotcha. IUD. They had to like measure so that they knew where to put it. And, oh, and the tech was so funny. She was just like, do you want to see your, your ovaries? And I'm like, why not? I never get to, st- I never get a chance to see them. So why not? <laughs> Might as well say hi. Might as well come and say hi. How are you guys doing? And she was like, oh, you're ovulating. And I'm like, I am. And she was like, check this out. This is an egg. This is an egg. This is an egg. This is an egg. That's one ovary. Let's go to the other ovary. I can see three, but there might be more behind it. I'm like, are you telling me that I could have been that scary ass mom this month that like gave birth to quintuplets? Jeez. And she was like, yep. And I'm like, well, okay, so... Is it because I'm older? Is it like a like fifty like percent off? Get them out, get out. Right, right. Like, am I just like letting it? These are about to go backwards. <laughs> right, and she's like, "No, you're just really fertile." And I'm like, "Oh God, the last- I'm, I'm lucky that I didn't get pregnant." Ooh, honestly, the last time I went in, um, <laughs> it's in my chart, so I don't know how they missed it. But they were trying to find one of my ovaries, and guess what? It it's does, not It's there. not fucking there. And so he's wiggling around this wand, which 100% looks like a dick. Yes. And he's, um, and it's a male gynecologist, so he's just, like, fishing around in there, trying to look, trying to look. And I, I don't know why I didn't say anything sooner. <laughs> you just were <laughs> You, you were like, maybe he'll find it. I don't know. Well, with the man. Check, I, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe it's, yeah, one of those things where he's just looking for something else. And there was a point where, I mean, maybe two minutes in, I had to pipe up and be like, <laughs> are you looking for my left? It's not there. <laughs> if you're trying to find it, I might be able to refer you to a jar in some <laughs> basement, clown. but it's not in my body, sir. Uh, that was, I think... I think he should have been more embarrassed. I'm not going to yes. tell him how to live his life, but right. as a gynecologist, I'm, Re- I think he should have been more embarrassed about it. I don't know that anyone reads a chart ever. I don't I even know like what a chart they is. Should. They I should. I work in healthcare, and it's so irritating because people don't. <laughs> I have that happen all the time. I go into the doctor, and I fill out a form, and I say, yep, this is all the shit that I'm doing. This is all the shit that I've done. And then you go in... And the nurse practitioner, or whatever they call it nowadays, I feel like that's calling it a flight attendant now, and I don't know what the proper name is. But anyway, the first person, first person, (laughs) first person comes in, asks you all the questions that you just filled out on the form. You answer them again, as listed on the form, and then they're like, okay, let me get your doctor. The doctor comes in, they don't know anything about you, they don't know why they're there, like, you have to fill them in on everything. And it's been that way my whole fucking life. I've never had a doctor come in and be like, Paige, how's it going? How's the XYZ? 
Nobody retains any information. Next time you go in, just record the answers the first time and then play them back <laughs> yeah. to the subsequent people who will ask them. I will say, I love my oncologist. She is so good. Thank mm. God for her. There's something about oncologists that are, they are kind great people. I think it's the special, like, people that specialize in it know that they have to have a good bedside manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas Hopefully. gynecologists, they're just, they're just there to fuck around, you know? Yeah. I I feel like they just, they're in such an awkward thing. I would, if I was a gynecologist, I 100% would be sued a lot because you know how many jokes I would make, just uncomfortable <laughs> jokes. I'm a nervous talker and I feel like I would 100% <laughs> Do that thing where I talk to a vagina or give a vagina a voice. Open up, <laughs> You treat it like it's a fucking Muppet. You're like, how's it going? I would make this speculum talk. I'd be like, you're having twins. Let's see if we find anything. <laughs> Even on the phone call to Charlotte, I'd be like, ooh, someone's not viable. Ooh. Fuck. <laughs> Call Randy the therapist. They're going to need help after this call. I'm sorry, next. There's just a stack of your cards on the yeah. table as you walk out. Re- refer <laughs> to a nervous laughing practitioner. Sorry. Here's the thing. I would be so good at what I do. I would be the best. You would want to come and see me. But it would be like, it would be like house. Except for, except instead for of cranky and British, I would go the other end where I'm just... <laughs> Would not shut the fuck up and would a hundred percent do weird voices or do little dances in the corner. Just like <laughs> I feel like I get like morbid humor with them whenever I go in. Oh my god! Where they're like, "Is it time for you to 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 have your annual pap smear?" And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever. Crack me open." Oh, oh god! <laughs> crack me open. <laughs> yes. Yikes! An actual thing that I said once, and I also said, "Is this an S and M relationship? Just yank it out." Oh my god, no. Because she asked so many times, though. To yank what out? What was she yanking at? My IUD? Yeah. Because I came in and I'm like, I'm here to have this removed. And she pushed and pushed and pushed for me not to have it removed, even though I said I was in constant pain for 15 minutes. Yikes. And then she said, do you want me to do an ultrasound to see if it's in the right place or do you want me to just yank it out? And I'm like... I would hope you would do your job and make sure everything was right before you yanked something out of my body, ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> it was bad. God. Blech. That's awful. Well, and when I got, so when I got mine in, they, they fucked it up the first time. Oh, they placed no. it improperly. So they had to eat that shit out and then do it all over again. Oh, ouchie, and when you take it out, it's not bad, but getting it in hurts so, I thought I was going to pass out on the table the second time in. Oh, and at the time I was dating this asshole, this fucking mm-hmm. neo-Nazi, I swear to God. Mm-hmm. And he didn't go in with me. And so I was all alone and I was just kind of sitting there. There was a sweet little nurse who was just sunshine and rainbows and peaches. And on any other day, I might appreciate it. But, ooh, girl, I was clenching her fist. And she was making these jokes that were very small talky. And it was like, oh, yeah, well, you you can call the doctor mean names. <laughs> and I'm like, 
no, I'm going to kick the doctor in his face because he fucked up my thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, they had to do it a second time. And I don't want to go back for a third. I'm no. really honest. I'm really scared. No. I don't. love it. I think it's great. I'm sorry. You had a poor experience. No, I think honestly, if my, if like my problem was my uterus is just a little bit smaller than everybody else's. That's oh, all that it is. I just have such a tiny vagina. Listen, oh, it's I'm the so only tight. thing. It's the only thing that I have. <laughs> That's tiny, okay? Let me have the one thing in my entire existence. It's tiny. (laughs) I have orgasms every time I have sex. (laughs) (laughs) Your face. (laughs) Like I remember sex. Let's get back to this. (laughs) Anyways. Um, so she ends up gifting her the dog. Which, by the way... Benevolent. No, those dogs are so expensive! They are. I just want to say it. Purebred show dog, and you're just gifting it to a woman who cried on a bench. Well, it's a two-time loser with a gift leg, so there's that, I guess. You can still get a bunch of money for it, too. I would pay a bunch of money for it. I wouldn't, because I think adoption is the only way to go with pets. But also, Mm -hmm. that's an expensive dog. Do you know Mm -hmm. how many, like... The amount of money you could pay for that dog would absolutely cover a down payment for a car. Yes. A shitty car, but a car. Yeah. So mm-hmm. car. Yeah. Yeah. They're super pricey. So I'm like, okay. Like, just give it to her, I guess. Like, In a I, basket? She just left the basket, basket downstairs. Like, she didn't drop it off herself at the door or anything. I think that the doorman made the basket. <laughs> You think she just put I think the she dog just, She literally put like a little thing around that says for Charlotte York around the dog's neck and then just shoved it in the lobby and left. <laughs> just stuck it through the mail slot. Who cares? I'll get rid of my dog. One less mouth to feed. I miss those context clues. That's interesting. <laughs> but yeah, good on Charlotte. She really does, you know, push through. Yeah. We, it's been a big goal for her. I wrote down a little quote where it was like she's, you know, Running every race, and the only race she hasn't been able to win is the baby one. And I'm like, oh, Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, I hate the idea that they made everything into, like, a whole, like, race. Like, the, the baby race. The race to, have, to get married. To do this. To do that. Because that is too much pressure on fucking everybody. But I feel it. I get I know. That. We all feel it, and that's oh, yeah. why it sucks. Like, yeah. it shouldn't be a thing. You should be able to just live your life and do whatever you want to do. And everybody just is like, hey, you're doing this now? Good for you. Instead of, well, when are you going to settle down and have a baby and a life and blah, blah, blah. You know, I sometimes I feel bad talking shit about these women because, you know, you just want everybody to be happy for everybody and why talk shit. There is something, though, that's very humanizing about this experience for Charlotte. And I appreciate that just because, you know, there's a lot of people who will go through life without hardship they will go through and the worst thing that will happen to them is a bad breakup and or or you know they spill coffee on their cashmere and that's all fine and dandy and that's hard for them you know and i can appreciate that my level of hard your level of hard other people's level of difficulty not the same however there's something that's very humanizing about this experience to see it for Charlotte specifically, who's this perpetual believes in love, doe-eyed optimist, and to see her having to move forward through that and kind of navigate those waters is really nice. Um, Plus, I mean, Harry. Like, can we all just... I'm not over it. I love Harry. I want to love him as a man. No, that is... 
totally fair. I think we all do. Yeah. All right, and so let's move on to Carrie. Yeah. Um, so Carrie, uh, the Russian, makes her dinner at her house after taking her out to lots of fancy, expensive places. She looks ungrateful. She... Bitch, I would have been ungrateful, too. Did you see she put some time and effort into that outfit? Really? And she walked down those steps looking so... Do you know how much time and effort it takes to, like, put a whole look together? <laughs> and a look. And she came out ready to go, and she was looking cute. Okay, let's be real. Homegirl's attention-seeking. She had her makeup done at 6.30 in the morning. You're not wrong. But But still, she had, she was done up. She had a whole freaking thing. She came down that thing, the steps with her big poofy skirt and she pulled it up and she was like, look at my shoes because it's a very Carrie thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then he says, well, we're going inside. And I'm telling you right now, I know that she's always just kind of primped. But if it was me and I spent time looking even remotely acceptable for public use, I would be furious if they were like, we're just going to hang out and do some Netflix and chill. I'm a dude. I get, well, Gary and I, I get ready pretty quick. So there's that. Yeah. I, I have to agree. As a woman, I would be mad that I wasted the makeup to not go out. And the hair. That's expensive. The makeup, the hair, you plan the outfit, you ditch the first three outfits, you get your last outfit, you question it for a while, you wonder if you should start being a part of an organized religion because maybe that'll give you some inspiration and that doesn't pan out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you have to think about, is it even worth it? Do I want to meet this guy? Is he <laughs> worth it? Do I need to work on myself? Should I be more introspective? Do I need to cancel this date? No, I already put the look together. We're doing this. Mm-hmm. Yep, only to find out <laughs> that he's cooking you dinner at home. And I love the fact that he's like, I've never made risotto in a frying pan before. Oh, and I'm God. like, buddy, you're lucky she has a frying pan. Ugh. Honestly, if it were me, I probably would have just been like, oh, thank God, I'm a little tired. I don't mind getting back into the room because we've been like going out every day. That's, she's such an extrovert, though. So am I. She's an extra extrovert. <laughs> She's an extravert. She's an extravert. <laughs> she is working. Sure. Yeah. She, she definitely always wants to go out, always wants to have a drink in her hand, always wants to be in a crowded Me bar. Sparkle. Yeah. She even bugs fucking big about that in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Where she's just like, we don't go out anymore. And he's like, but I'm 70. So. I'm 70. <laughs> That's I want that tattooed on my body somewhere. <laughs> but I'm seventy. But I'm seventy. I'll get you that for your seventieth birthday. Thank you so much. <laughs> or maybe just like that picture of uh, what's her face from the Titanic. It's the really yeah. <laughs> I'll get that right above my vagina. <laughs> oh my god! Rose, it's it's Rose been Dawson. eighty-four years. How um, about I just tattoo it on the egg that I donate to you? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh my god, the poor egg. Um, um, no, and then he, okay, so he takes her back inside, he cooks her dinner, that's cute, I guess, and then it would have been cute if he had told her that's what he was doing, yes. and she could have been in her sweatpants. That's yes. really what my point is. Like, tell me what I'm supposed to be dressing for, because I don't want to put hours into something where we're just going to stay in. I want sweatpants. Yeah. I, I Actually, 
Fuck pants. I want no pants. We're going to have a no pants dinner. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. That's our watch party theme. Oh my God. <laughs> Which Randy had a fantastic idea that we yes. all get together and do a watch party yes. for the movies. Oh, I'm into yeah. it. Yes. So we'll do both movies, two parts each. And so we'll watch the first half, have an episode, watch the second half, have a sloppier episode because we'll be partying. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then just have a ball. I love that. I'm yeah, into it. You win. Yeah. Excellent. I'm not going to drink because uh, right. she's sober as the same. But I will 100% have yeah, some edibles. Watch party. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. Watch yeah, party yeah, and yeah. edible it up. Get down how you get down. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so he cooks her dinner and then he goes put everything back. They go for the espresso machine, which she does not, not own. Have, yeah, she doesn't have a coffee maker. Which, by the way, how? You don't know this woman. You don't know her. No. You don't know her. And that's fine because you guys are, I guess, newly dating. But you don't even understand or comprehend. Yeah. Well, they're, so the very, the episode before this, they were two months into dating. <laughs> you motherfucker. It's early, right? Am I, am I not crazy about that? I'm like two months in? Two months in and you're, you're giving her... Keys to your apartment and codes and stuff. And I'm like, bitch, nothing that I do lasts beyond three months. I don't know what you're doing. Well, I And you know she doesn't have an espresso machine. Right? The thing is, I feel like at that point in any relationship, like, he should have known that she's just not a cooking person. This can't be the first time that they've been in that apartment. So it's not even just that... She doesn't have an espresso machine. It's that she is not a person who has any kitchen things. And it's a trope of the entire series Mm -hmm. that she keeps her sweaters in her oven. Mm -hmm. And, like, if if he doesn't understand that about her, he's not going to understand her. And I think that that's such a pivotal part of who she is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's like date two stuff. You would know. Right. Yeah. I warn people before I even go out with them that they need to sign some waivers because they will get hurt, get cut, get on fire. And that's just appetizers. (laughs) But I think that that's one of those weird parts about this relationship is that, um, and I jotted it down, but Chosky doesn't know her. And I don't know that she knows him I think that they're in that place where they're trying to look at the other person and and see what they want to see. They're mm-hmm. dating the person that they're imagining this this other party to be, mm-hmm. um, and it really shows that there's like these you know these kind of peaks and valleys. And he's telling her all this stuff about oh my friend who died and this and that blah blah blah, and she's telling him. And I thought it was really vulnerable and brave of her to say hey I would like to have a conversation about this because that's something I have a really hard time with but when she says you know I would like for you to not do these things and then it keeps fucking doing it Mm -hmm. it just feels so disrespectful and even though it kind of had this nice little bow at the end kind of sort Mm -hmm. of it didn't feel very fulfilling felt a lot like him having something to say and not wanting to listen to how she needs to receive that feedback Mm -hmm. well it's clear if you don't know that she doesn't have an espresso machine you know for a fact they do not communicate well (laughs) just saying i think that's a pretty important thing especially if you are already having sex with this man 
if you're waking up every morning and he's making you espresso, aren't you saying, wow, what a treat? Because I don't have an espresso maker at my apartment. They're not espressoing each other. No, <laughs> they're not. Yeah, that was good. I'll give you that. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, wow. Oh my God. Do you do improv? Oh my God. <laughs> no, not anymore. I'm dying inside. Thank you. Um, no, it's just his lack of empathy is so palpable with the yeah. rat or the mouse. Well, I don't. Mouse, there's a yeah. distinction, I guess. There Size? is. Rats are bigger okay. and slower, so they're less scary. Okay. What? Yes. Less scary than mine. If it can move faster than I can move, I'm scared of it. So I am oh. terrified of my. I'm pretty sure I could outjog you. Are you scared of me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn, shots <laughs> fired. But no, that see that's the thing. I am totally fine with spiders. I'll kill a spider because it can't move faster than me. Because one time we were recording and I was like, sweet Jesus, we have to pause. This fucker was huge. She's like, I got it. I was like, thank God. I was like, I got a flip-flop. Just that's done. I feel like so I used to work at a daycare and there was always, you know, those girls that are like, I can't deal with throw up. And I'm like, I got throw up, but you handle poopy diapers. Yes. You know, <laughs> you just got to have that one person that's ready to swoop in on the real weird shit. I'm neither. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. I would not. I would not want to deal with a baby at all. I would hold it at arm's length and I'd be like, wow, you're cute. Where's your mom? I could hold I could hold a friend's hair back as she vomits. That I could do. But I yes. couldn't I don't know that I could lift a dress up while she pees. I see that I could do. I actually <laughs> this is great. This is a great story. <laughs> I haven't told this story in a long time. I'm excited. So I was I was in living in Vegas. Mm. I was in my twenties, had a bunch of friends that were all crazy wild time like you gals, do. like you do. Um, my friends had tricked me into going to a country bar. I was very upset. I got there and I was like, there are 300 cowboy hats and not a single man amongst any of you. Like, Ugh. yikes. I love cowboys. No. Can't do what? it. I can't do it. No. Mind you, I'm allergic to horses, but I love me a cowboy. <laughs> I'm allergic to horsemen. Horsemen. Um. <laughs> So one of my friends happened to be there, and she was like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you in forever. I miss you so much. Hold on a second. I was going to the bathroom. Come with me. She drags me into, oh, no. the, into the restroom, and I'm thinking, okay, I'll stand outside your stall while you pee or whatever. Because well, that's she, how girls do. Right. She pulls me all the way into the stall. Granted, this is, uh, this is not a handicapped stall. This is a regular stall. So you're sitting on her lap. It's not a it's not a regular so it's a regular early two thousand stall when they were all built to code where you could have a whole person before you got to the door without it being weird. Okay. So like stalls now are very short. But you're basically toe to toe. Yes. So we're person as far apart as you and I are. So she goes to this is the best part. She goes to the bathroom, right? She flashes the toilet and then she hands me her purse. And says, hold this for a second. So I'm holding her purse. She pulls out a flask and a Coke and an empty glass. Like a Coca-Cola or a cocaine? Coca-Cola. Okay. Um, pulls out a Coca-Cola, right. pulls out a flask. I just thought it was just such a weird way if you were trying to say cocaine. It was that such would be a, a weird way to put it. She yeah. pulls out a Coke. No. She... <laughs> 
she knows what a coke, a single a grain single of coke, a grain of coke. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's measured, right? It's, it's a all right. A, a, a morsel of coke. <laughs> She pulls out a Coca Cola. She pulls out a Coca Cola. We'll educate you after this episode. Okay, thank you. See, Dare taught me nothing. I don't know anything. I don't know how long it lasts. I don't know how to quantify it. I remember when I was a teenager and I was like, what's an eighth? What is the measurement of an eighth, Google? Please tell me. Yeah. That is the real reason why I never got into drugs. Too much math. Um, you do are, you're very adverse to it I will give you that yeah I'm very adverse to math anyway so she pulls out a Coca-Cola mm. she pulls out a flask she pulls out a glass from the bar wow. like a glass uh, like a glass from the bar she's serving herself a drink and sets sets it on the back of the toilet and starts mixing her drink while still talking to me I am what Mortified. Is she peeing? <laughs> she at the peed same time? and then she finished, handed me her purse, and then took all these items out of her purse, put them on the back of the toilet, and mixed herself a drink. Did oh, she no. flush? She yes. hasn't washed her hands. She still she doesn't wash her. Uh, this is very pre-COVID, so <laughs> this was that wasn't even the worst part for me. The worst part for me is that she wa- she made me watch her pee, and then she mixed a drink and didn't just buy it at the bar. Trashy. Also. <laughs> How big is this purse? It was enormous. Oh my god! It was a lamb Gwen Stefani purse. Oh, those are huge. It was <laughs> it was white. It was ginormous. She carried it everywhere. I, <laughs> I I I honestly loved that purse. I wanted to steal it from her. I thought it was really cute, and I would still fucking rock it right now. If I if that came up, and it wasn't a million dollars, I would be like, yeah, I'm buying that purse. That's not it's a cute. purse that you take to the club. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the country club she has took different it. roles. It's like a breakfast club moment. She's just carrying like a life bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was definitely... Uh, I'm not going to name her because of this. <laughs> she was a hot fucking mess. Like, sleep with anybody, go anywhere. She had her whole life in that bag. So oh, it, it, everywhere. I'm sitting right here. And honestly, please. Like I knew you in the early 2000s. You were still having Kool-Aid for breakfast. Knock it off. Oh, that's fair. Early 2000s. I was, God, I didn't graduate until 2012. So oh my yeah, God. I would have been, yes. I would have been uh, maybe a little bit younger. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know anything about how to quantify Coke then either. That's. She was measuring yeah. by the can. <laughs> Like everything's a brick, right? Everything. 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 It's a whole brick. It's a whole <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. A brick is this much coke. <laughs> and and whatever this much is in your mind right now, that's how much I'm talking about. That's exactly the amount. <laughs> if it's so big or so small, that's this much coke. Right. Marky <laughs> only appreciates coke when it's abstract, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Because it has been. It's been abstracted from my life for so long. I know. Let's just go off the rails after this, you guys. Okay, (laughs) let's do it. Um, So, curious, I couldn't help but wonder if the episode was denial, friend or foe. No, it's a river in Egypt, dummy. Yeah. (laughs) Stupid. I, I think that it really depends on the situation. Like... When it comes, I think she was talking about. Because what she had said was, if a defense mechanism can get us through a difficult time, is it a bad thing? Denial, mm-hmm. friend or foe. Right. 
I think that, so from what I understand, like your brain during traumatic instances will do a lot to protect you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is so that you don't go into like, you know, crazy spazzy spaces where you're just going to freak out and die. But that said, there's not a lot of progress that you can make or a lot of um, realizations that you're going to be able to come to if you're just, you know, ignoring the problem. Yeah. And I think that their lack of communication, the fact that he's very unempathetic or or presents that empathy in a very, I don't know, mean way. It's not, I think it's It's just... It's incongruent for what she needs. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's emotionally distant from the situation. Well, no joke. But it's also like he's Russian. He spends time. He spends a lot of time in Paris, and that's just a very European Ooh, yeah, way to think Russian about it. Arc where you're just like, people die. My friend died. Your friend will die too. Like, right. What was especially upsetting was when she's bringing this up to him, saying, "Hey, I don't like the way you're talking." They get into a fight, and he says to her, "You're acting like a child. Yep. Don't you ever." Say that God. to me, or and then, I will whoop your ass like the child you will become. <laughs> and then she turns around, yeah, well, you're acting like an asshole. And yes. I'm just like, I would do that. I have done that. I love that move. That's a great move. <laughs> no, somebody, you are. No, you are. <laughs> I think, but that is so, it's name calling. And then it's like, yeah. okay, wow, the fact that you're a single man in your 50s, 60s mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Right. Well, that and he grew up in like the Studio Fifty Four era, where like you just never settled down. It was free love, and you just like had sex with everybody, and so you never really. Well, and to be fair, technically he did settle down. He's had a child. He had a relationship, and that's over. Right. I think maybe more in like the the nowadays setting that we're right. looking at it. Yes. Um, oh yeah. Now I'm like something's wrong with you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say you can't go on. You can't tell me that you're not on Tinder, looking at these profiles and being like, "What's what's wrong with you? Forty years old and single. Who hurt you? What's right. happening in your life? Right. I How know. Do we break this down. <laughs> That's um my problem every single time I sign on <laughs> to a dating website. I'm like, you're how old, and you don't want to oh okay all right i had to do that with myself Mm. more recently because i i did i hopped back onto the apps for like a minute and i i had to think to myself what like why am i single how do i justify this like how do i show the timeline of fucked up shit that happened that led to me being in this place you're still in your 20s so single is default setting it's fine it's fine (laughs) yeah once you're 35, then people are like, ooh, why? Uh, yeah. That's yeah. fair. That's when people are like, you better get on it. Well, at least you're not in denial. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. But to the point, I think that the denial aspect is really, uh, I mean, we all kind of know, I mean, no spoilers, but we all know where this is going. And so, I yeah. think that it is, I've been in this place too many times before where it's the the rose-colored glasses situation so you're just looking at all these red flags and you keep looking and looking and looking and you don't see anything that's wrong but when you when you finally get to that point where you've had enough and you just explode and it's done and it's over you look back at all of those moments where you saw something was horribly wrong right this was that clear sign that you did not read 
Mm-mm. Right. Mm-mm. Well, and she she doesn't. She doesn't read it. They get into a fight. They're not speaking. Um, and there is one instance which would never happen because, again, mice are more scared of you than you are of mice. She wakes up to the mouse in her hair that had crawled into her bed and crawled into her hair. She screams about half as loud as I would have. Um, I would have pooped my bed. <laughs> and is that she... a kink? <laughs> no. <laughs> hard limit. Hard limit. <laughs> So she immediately calls him, and he fixes some hole in her wall that supposedly the mouse is The one through. hole in the wall that's letting the right. one mouse I'm in. like, listen, this is New York City. They will chew a new hole in two minutes. And also, it's not one hole. There's going to be 70 holes. Like, the, right. your whole apartment well, is a rat. she is on at least, bare minimum, the second floor. Right? Uh, Maybe oh, the yeah. third. She's up. She's up there. She's up. I'm like, how... How far did that mouse travel to get to your kitchen with no food in it? What a dumb mouse. What a dumb... <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just like... The very... one time they made food in her apartment, there's a mouse. Right. Like... So mm. bizarre. Mm-hmm. So maybe her not cooking was a good idea. Trotsky. <laughs> Trotsky. Yeah. Don't Trot- make risotto in my Trotsky. 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 I can't I just call Russian. I call him the Russian. The Russian. Yeah. That's a lot easier. I'm doing that now. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. To segue us a little bit, you know what really irritates me about Carrie in this scene mm. is she is like grappling with the fear and grief of the potential loss of her best friend mm-hmm. and she has zero fucking perspective from it. Yeah. Like she's like I might lose my friend, but I'm going to sit in this horrible fucking relationship with a person who's not giving me at any point the validation I'm looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How bizarre is that? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, again, I think I see a lot of myself in really shitty relationships in this space. Mm-hmm. And when it's new and you're still just flying high on those feelings of newness, the kind of first upset is so much easier to forgive than the 12th or the 15th. Right. And so this is their first fight. And I think that that yearn to that yearning to, to find resolution in conflict is so abundantly there that right. it's, I don't think this is in context to like irrelevant things. He's saying like your best friend, soulmate that you, love yeah. is going to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not keeping that narrative next to me, mm-hmm. right? Right. Well, and especially not when it's it's stage one. Like, right. like the chances of... I think we were just talking about this the other day. Breast cancer survival rates are like 95% or something. It's mm-hmm. wild. Like, hardly any... Well, in this day and age, it, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in 2020, the chances of you dying from breast cancer are very slim. But even then, stage one, you know? Right. Also true. Yeah, so, like, she barely has cancer. She has a touch of cancer. She barely has cancer. <laughs> like, she barely has it all. <laughs> As she sits <laughs> sucking on popsicle sticks, eating, like, eating right. popsicles, like, bald as fuck. Yeah, well, she barely she got just, cancer. Just a, just a touch of cancer. Just enough for clout. <laughs> you know? <laughs> just enough so she can throw it in the I mean, face of anybody like, who doesn't want to go to the same restaurant as her. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She's not like the Christina Applegate of cancer, but no. she like Stop. had it. <laughs> oh, but I, 
I do kind of understand it from his perspective at the end, though, because when they finally sit down and talk about it, he said that he just didn't want her to be surprised by the amount of pain that her friend was going to be in. Fair enough. However, there's also that point where I think the Russian is over trying to patch up the hole, and she says something like, or he says something like, we're different. And to me, it's just a beautiful standout moment of... This is a flag. This is a beautiful present and gift to you to acknowledge we're different. Are we too different? And my answer, hell yeah. Get the fuck out of my apartment. Right, yeah. Like, we're too different. <laughs> Goodbye. Like, so much flag waving that you would think that it was, like, just before intermission at Les Mis. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> think that it's, like, you're so dumb. Can you hear the <laughs> I love that <laughs> I think I was just there on stage for a split second. <laughs> they make it look so fun. I'm like, it's a revolution. Look at how much fun you guys are having. Let's wave our flags and sing. Let's have a revolution now. Well, I'd be okay for that. What are we revolting? We're close. We're close. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're a Trump supporter, you're revolting right now. <laughs> you're out there in a Walmart right now going, I don't need to wear my mask. I don't gotta do I feel fun. My rights. <laughs> <laughs> my Trump supporter voice and my fuckboy voice are the same thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Uh, I love it. But no, yeah. but it's it's we're different. Yes. And I think that there's, you know, sometimes you can look at somebody. I can look at Paige. We're different. We're totally different. But I love you. I love you. And I think the way that you are different <laughs> from me complements who I am and vice versa. Right. Well, and we have a mutual respect for one another. Yeah. I would never come to you and be like, oh, your friend's dying of cancer. Sucks to be you. Like, would never. Well, and I think too, you know, I'm a bit more, I think that maybe I'm a little bit more optimistic. Sometimes you're more pragmatic Mm -hmm. and there are just differences in the way that we deliver that information to one another. That Mm -hmm. doesn't always fly in the same way that love languages for one person, not going to be the same for another person. Um, and the way that I give love to Paige may not be the way that she receives love uh, from people. But oh I my God, you two, get a room. I know. <laughs> Can you just be my Russian? Let's have a falling out. <laughs> Let's have a I falling out. <laughs> you tell me something sad and I'll be like, hey, my bosom's right here. Just, just come into it. <laughs> let me just surround just let you. Let me just envelope you. <laughs> And all 75 of the pounds I want to lose. Cute. Thank you. Oh, God. Winter is coming, too. I'm going to need that. Cuffing season. We have each other. Oh, not the cuffing season. Oh, God. But, yeah. So, we're different, I think, just stood out in so many ways to me in that they were trying to make this whole thing about, well, we're different, but we're going to get through it. Carl Weezer. (laughs) Um, And she... I think it really should have been more of a we're different mm-hmm. and it's not going to work if yeah. something doesn't give. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But they don't. They just continue to ignore it until the end of the entire series. That's what I feel like guys do with lumps on their bodies. <laughs> like, Maybe it'll go away. I feel like I've known so many Yikes. dudes that are like, oh yeah, I'm sick, but I'm just going to let it go until it gets like bad. <laughs> They're, men and being afraid of the doctor is a real thing. That's thinning the herd. Because <laughs> let's be real. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. Darwin came for you. <laughs> Darwin came for you. <laughs> so let's move on to Samantha. Mm. 
Oh, um, I love her in this episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is getting chemo. Um, they're giving her pop. Like everybody's like chowing down on popsicles in the recovery room, which I think is fantastic. Mm. That they're all doing it with her is like just a fun thing. Solidarity. Solidarity. Show support. P.S. I absolutely give blowjobs to my popsicles every time, <laughs> and it is. It's almost non-negotiable, you know? That's hot. <laughs> I don't know that they can consent. Here's the thing. You bought it, you consented. <laughs> you let yourself be made into a popsicle, you molecules. <laughs> and now you're going to deal with the consequences. You're just fulfilling your life's purpose. We have some ice cream in the freezer. You should show us what it looks like later. <laughs> Our first YouTube video. Marky eats a popsicle. One time I was... <laughs> And I did a Snapchat just to send to some friends of me sucking on this popsicle in like an obnoxious way. And low key, I had gotten so much juice from the popsicle that when I started sucking back, like to make real sloppy noises, I choked so fucking hard. (laughs) And I couldn't, I don't even remember if I sent it. I just remember going, (laughs) I hope you at least saved it. I don't know. I'll have to look for it. I probably didn't. That was like one of those fun things that you send to friends and you don't have to relive again, you know? I love that. <laughs> I wish I were there for that. That was. We just get some popsicles later. I need that type of humor in my life right now during 2020. Yeah. Right. That's what we need. Here's the thing popsicles and cocaine. Let's make it happen. 2020. Popsicles and cocaine 2020. Yeah. Still a better president than the one we have now. <laughs> If we just had a popsicle, like, sugar-coated in cocaine, that would be a great replacement. Like Fun Dip. Yes! (laughs) Oh, my God. That's how you quantify it. How many dips of cocaine is it? Here's the thing. One Fun Dip. They have adult Lunchables. They do. They can have adult Fun Dips. They do. What's that? It's like a Hillshire Farms. It's like a short cheese. It's legit Some good coke though. In there, like as a side dish, <laughs> I was like, "What X-rated?" <laughs> We've got some prosciutto, some crackers, and some cocaine. <laughs> if you get too high, we have some heroin in your Capri Sun pack. I was God. I'm tired. Who am I right now? Finding the vein will be easier than puncturing the Capri Sun pack. Let's just put that That's out true. there. That's true. And. So poor Samantha is giving a blowjob. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's, you know, obviously got hands in hair and, like, pulls out a fairly decent-sized chunk of hair. Uh, and he's just like, that's not great. That's not great. And it's, it's not. It's not great, but it also... Killed a boner. It killed a boner, but, like, she was all for it. She's like, whatever. It's going to happen. Like, shut up. Enjoy your blowjob. And he can't do it. Can I ask you guys, has anybody ever lost an erection while you've been with them? Um, hmm. I think probably when we got distracted. Fair. Not when anything was actively happening. Fair. Like, it has to be like a, we went to the bathroom, or we did this, or I decided they weren't worth it anymore and walked out, that kind of thing. Oh, definitely with like whiskey dick stuff, yeah. Yeah, so I've been with a couple of guys where it's been like a whiskey dick situation, and uh, it is... So blow, it is a blow to your ego. Is it? Yes. It I bet. hurts your feelings. And I can understand how somebody, especially Samantha, who I think I might relate to the most out of all of the women, her, her, 
persona, her person is very is sexually tied charged to yeah. Yeah, her sexual identity. And so for somebody to very physically and visually not be into what is happening. Well, it's a literal turnoff, right? Yeah. Like he's turning off and she sees it. And then it's a turnoff yeah. because of who she is, mm-hmm. not because of what's happening. Right. And things she can't help. And I will tell you, I feel her when I lost my hair, I was so upset. Mm-hmm. And then I lost my eyebrows and that was it. I was <laughs> like, fuck my hair, but my eyebrows were like, no, <laughs> not those. Don't take my, take my hair. Don't take the eyebrows. Anything but those. So in the episode, that happens, mm-hmm. and then they feel a bit of tension. Sam is definitely feeling very awkward and uncomfortable and kind of put down and put off by what happened. Mm-hmm. And so she ends up, for very fortunately, turning to the girls. Carrie, as per usual, is kind of being a little weird because Carrie doesn't want to deal with it. But I love this line that I wrote down where Samantha says, let me talk about the scary things I need to talk about. And then Carrie just yes. shut up. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. really appreciative about that. Mm-hmm. I think, too, Samantha says, she just says the, the words, I have cancer. Right. And I think having a moment for her to say that to somebody and to herself mm-hmm. is really impactful. Uh, especially when you know there's this whole sexual part of it that's come through and it's affected her identity and how she views herself and having to come to terms with the fact that her body is going through something Mm -hmm. and giving herself that grace to uh, allow herself to go through this process and heal Mm -hmm. is really I think it's touching she's a little ballsy yeah, she's, she's still fucking ballsy. Well, she uses humor throughout the entire thing, too. Just like there was this one scene. I can't remember what she was asked to do when the girls were talking about it. She's like, I can't. I have cancer. Mm. And I was like, good for you, Samantha, <laughs> yeah. for throwing some humor into this. Oh, oh, you know what it was? Um, it was uh, a lawyer redhead. Miranda? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda. <laughs> Towards, sounds like Sex in the City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one with the hot guy. Yeah. Um, Miranda was going to look at the apartment in Brooklyn. Oh, yes. And she's like, mm-hmm, yes. no, sorry. I have cancer. <laughs> I can't go. I have cancer. I can't go to Brooklyn. Which such a good way to normalize it. For other people, you know, like having cancer was difficult for me, but I think it was more my job too to get everyone else to feel comfortable about mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. it's because of not necessarily me per se, because it's not my fault, but because of like my experience that I was going through, I was going through it affected other people, and so mm-hmm. I had to normalize it for them too. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, I mean, I only had a brush with some baby. Not, I'm not going to say baby cancer. That's wrong. Um, had a touch. I had a touch. I had a yeah. In in a very literal <laughs> sense, it was just a touch. But even then, having a doctor say it was cancerous was it just your ears like go blank. Your mind is trying to process everything. It's very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And to have somebody have to tell other people those things about yourself, I can't even imagine. Um, especially you know, not only just having to tell them, but them having to also receive that news and kind of have that dazed moment of, what the fuck do we do? Yeah, and I think how, Randy, how you did it was, like, probably perfect, but that is not, it's not how I would do it, and I would regret not having done it your way. I don't even, it was just so instinctual. Um, I don't know if I said it earlier, but when I got diagnosed, I told the doctor to do a lap, and I texted, like, 30 people. 
just to get it like out in the open mm-hmm. like I, there's no Pandora's box there's no box it's not closed it's gone it's in the air mm-hmm. and I just wanted to get it out there and then that way it kind of held me accountable to process it too versus maybe wanting to be secretive about it mm-hmm. and hiding it and then it's like well Hun, I just lost all my hair. Let's be fucking real. I'm sick. Yeah. Mm. When then there's, you know, I was reading, no, it was my roommate. My roommate was reading this thing about um, shame and how shame in a lot of ways is this thing where when you hold it to yourself, it can be so debilitating and you think that there's, you know, it's you are doing something wrong or something's wrong with you. And then when you share that with other people, Mm -hmm. it's immediately lifted. And so that relief of kind of, uh, being able to invest in your community and know that you have that support system helps to lift you out of spaces as well. Definitely, definitely. Um, but uh, can we just talk about how she walked into a fucking wig store with a cowboy hat? Yeah. What is... Who... What? Who made that okay? Why? <laughs> Patricia Fields, why did you make that choice? Please email us. I don't approve. <laughs> I don't approve of that as headwear as a fashion choice why why you're in new york city right you're not a cowboy where are you keeping that in your closet you know where where is that is it next to a riding crop because i can get behind that that's where the mouse lives (laughs) (laughs) inside the cowboy cowboy hat (laughs) oh my god i saw her walk into the store with a white cowboy hat and gold (laughs) embellishments yeah. <laughs> Man, the early 2000s were a wild-ass time for fashion. Was that a big thing? I can't even remember. It was. We went through a whole... We went through it since. We went through a whole, like, uh, like 70s midnight cowboy kind of thing happening. Yeah. Well, I think things on your head are just a really odd thing, too, because I think when people must accessorize, they're like, my head looks empty. Let me put anything fucking on top of it. <laughs> Kentucky Derby hat, bandana, cowboy hat, a turban. Like, take your pick. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. It's wild. Like, if you look at the silhouette of a person with a hat on, it looks wrong. So, they sell those, like, basically it looks like a shadow of a cowboy leaning up against a post. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And nobody else probably knows what we're talking about except for West Coast people, but... That's always what I think about. Because <laughs> I always think about, like, are you that shadow cowboy like, that I see on, like, you know, Highway 50 going between one ghost town to another ghost town? The width of the hat <laughs> is the width of the bot, like, his Dorito shoulders. <laughs> it's like, it's like they're the whiskers of the cat, you know? Like, they have to, <laughs> they need to know that a doorway is wide enough for them to get through. <laughs> That's where this town ain't big enough for the both of us. They're talking about their hats. <laughs> like, 10 gallon should not be a hat term. No, 100% is an aquarium no. term. Yeah, 10 gallon should be aquariums or Coke. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I don't know. I think that maybe cowboys are very sexualized in the gay community, so I'm just kind of for it. That's fair. Buy a hat, wear it. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think growing up in Reno, Nevada, mm-hmm. and being around a bunch of cowboy-esque types has maybe set me off the cowboy yes, uh, same identity a bit. Yeah, I have definitely had that. Growing up here, there are a lot of people that like to dress up as cowboys but have never seen a horse before in their entire life. So I always feel like it's fake. And also this sense of like 
so machismo. If you showed me a liberal, woke as fuck cowboy of color, oh, daddy, now I'm hot. here yeah, yeah. for it. <laughs> Unfortunately, in Reno, Nevada, we only have the cis straight white ones. So, yes. and as like a rule, Ooh. I'm just like not dating white men anymore. <laughs> That's what Same. I was saying. <laughs> Tell me how this conversation, because I, I have so. told myself so many times. No Sorry. More. No and more. I will just say this real quick. It is not racist. Racism is a structure. It is not happening to white people. Sorry. So when I say I don't date white people, it is not racism. Fuck off. <laughs> Didn't say that. Stop pointing at me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Gesturing like this, <laughs> this white hoe. You're, you're Jewish. Um, that's that's different. that's true. I am technically ethnic, <laughs> but not in my dermis. So that's fair. That's there's fair. that. Um, I do one of like the most honest, hot, amazing moments for me in this entire series is yes. when yes. Samantha starts to shave her head, oh. hides it as Smith comes in. And she's like, I'm just shaving my head, okay? And he goes in, grabs the the clippers from her, and she was like, you can't do that. Your hair's your thing. And he was like, I don't care. And she was like, no, you have to stop. And Smith goes, chill out. I'm busy. (laughs) I'm like, that's so hot. Oh, my God. And he's like, and when I'm done, I'm going to do you. And I'm like, yes, you are. Yes, you are. I wanted Um, to pound on the table, but the mic would have picked it up. (laughs) Not attracted I'm not attracted to Smith, right? Yeah, Smith Jared. Smith Jared. You're not? Uh, what? You're not? He's not. No. Mm-mm. Oh, I, uh, my list goes uh, Steve, Harry, Smith. <laughs> Petrovsky is under the jail. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but he's not. He's just very Photoshop pretty, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But when he came in and he tells her to chill out because he's shaving his head, I was like, oh, I could sit on your face too. <laughs> that would work for me. Thanks. For me, that is mwah, yeah. epitome. Because he's supportive, he's strong, mm. and he's going to be there for her. And fuck, if that isn't all of the best qualities. Is Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Has Samantha's hair been her thing fucking ever? No. 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 But Smith Smith Jared's hair has been his thing for It has been his thing, yeah. yeah. But yeah. she went into the wig store going, my hair's my thing. I think... I she think does have gorgeous hair. She has gorgeous hair. I don't think they've ever set it up I will tell you this, part. though. Hmm. Personal experience, it is your thing when you think you're losing it. Correct. There it is. Okay. That yes. makes more sense. That is totally fair. I had... Um, when I had the IUD, it thinned my hair a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Even Ugh. even this morning, like, I was getting ready, and I was just like, okay, like, I have to crunch the hair. And I, like, lifted it up, and there was, like, a part where I was like, oh, my God, I can see through it. I am traumatized. Oh, no. But I also have hypothyroidism, so when this when we were watching this episode, mm. and, like, and, and he pulled out, Smith pulled out, like, the chunk of hair from Samantha, I was like, Pfft. That's like half of what I do in the shower every Jesus. single time I wash my hair, bud. Like, that's nothing. Like, uh, no, he pulled out a pretty good chunk, too. He pulled out a pretty good chunk, but I literally fill up a whole tub shroom full. Here's the thing <laughs> about hair is I, I was trying to think about this the other day, but, like, I don't think that men with shorter hair understand how freaking much. Like, when I go to clean out my brush, it is it looks like steel wool. Right. Yeah. It's 
oh, put it in the bowl. Mm-hmm. And, or if I go to clean the tub shroom, mm-hmm. because if, honey, if you don't have a tub shroom and you got long hair. Well, yeah. What are you doing with your You're fucking the plumbing. Yeah. 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 Like, Drano is not a, an answer to your right. shitty lifestyle. Get a tub shroom. Yeah. Get your life. Tub shroom, if you want to support us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> want to be a sponsor let us know i couldn't help a podcast i love your product really a fan i'm really a big fan of tub shrooms but when i have to clean those things out it is insane Mm. i honestly sometimes i look at these things in awe like wow i've created something (laughs) this is the legacy i leave behind to my children i always think about how long does hair last it has to decompose right at oh. some point, it has to. It's, Once it's off your head. I mean, it's dead when it's out of your head anyway. Right, because it's yeah. protein. Right. So it's like, how long does it really last before it is actually gone from this earth? Are we contributing to environmental problems? Is it <laughs> our hair is yeah. it an eco-hazard? Right. I'm like, are we being really terrible by being hairy people? Should we all just get <laughs> LASIK and just be bald beautiful people girl <laughs> did i tell you i was thinking about doing uh wait is lasik lasik's for or your not eyes LASIK. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no you're right you're right no wait, what you was going? i thinking what am i what am i thinking laser, about laser laser yeah, laser hair removal off, yeah. not lasik <laughs> you should get lasik too you can't see anything <laughs> you can't your eyes are so hairy <laughs> No, but I was um I was thinking about it the other day about like doing a consult just to see like what laser hair removal might cost. Yeah. So I was thinking, how beautiful would it be if I could just get everything below Whoop. belt swooped off? Like just leave like a perfect little heart. <laughs> or like maybe some sort of a shape of hair. Do you, you know what really I mean? Like a little want it to be a heart for the rest of your life though? Like that's a big commitment. <sighs> that's fair, yeah. My pussy don't got love for everybody. Um <laughs> Maybe just like a landing strip or something, you know what I mean? Right. But like get everything a like clover. swooped up. What I want to know is the heart facing you or facing other people. It's the same thing. Yeah. What are you talking about? No, but if you're looking downwards, this. Oh, way. oh, no, because it would be the tip yeah, the at the tip top. Yeah, the top. And mm-hmm. it goes and down. Then the, and then the bubbly bits of the heart would go the, upwards. The butt part. Yeah, the butt, <laughs> the butt part would be facing up towards me. But I think that would be so fun. I also, I don't know if I've mentioned it already, but I know I've had conversations recently about um, uh, just anal bleaching in general. Yes. Um, I think it would just be so fun to like tie-dye my butthole. <laughs> I, think I don't think so they do that. I, I think that's a hazard. Your butthole's on a cotton t-shirt, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking. Or like do like a pattern. <laughs> you know? Like what if I could get like Hello Kitty. Does your butthole have that much hair? No, 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 not hair. The skin. Like oh, the skin. Bleaching the skin. Yeah. yeah. Oh. If I could do, like, a skin lightener, but do, like, I don't know, like, the Golden Girls logo or something. But just have fun with it. You could do different. It's like face painting your... Yeah. Yeah. But with your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> that still sounds like a hazard. I'm sorry. Die I'm... anywhere near my butthole area. I'm getting an infection. I'm getting... <laughs> Not just because I'm prone to them, but like that's just that's not where it belongs. I would love it if you had just like a permanent tattoo right next, like on one cheek. Like, don't put anything here; it'll cause an infection. (laughs) Just right, right above my stomach. It's just like, please don't give me a UTI. (laughs) 
<laughs> anything <laughs> but that. You should put together an instruction manual to give to partners before having sex. That's okay. I just take a, a probiotic, so I'm fine now. <laughs> God, what were we talking about? Anal bleaching. Anal yeah. bleaching. Um, do you do that in Reno? <clears throat> no. Okay, here's the thing. I've looked into it. <laughs> I have to go to Sacramento. Nobody does it in Reno. I know. I had to find a skin lightener, which is like, um, it's the 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 equivalent of uh, putting lemon juice highlights in your hair. Right. <laughs> sun in for your yeah, butthole. Yeah, it's sun in for my butthole, but not in like a Josh Brolin style. You're just out in your patio, buns out. No. <laughs> That is so dumb that boys do that. (laughs) Josh Rowland did it. It's uh, it's called like sunning or something like that. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do boys do that? I don't know. It was a trend for a hot minute until people started burning their assholes. (laughs) Yeah. But this is just like a skin lightener. So it's like, um, God, I think it's some sort of like an acidic something or other that's not like going to hurt your butt. And so you just put it on. You say like best results twice a day um i have not taken before and after photos i also haven't looked at my asshole in a while so like we'll see but it i mean it doesn't hurt to just like touch the area you know build a tidy workspace i suppose (laughs) Paige is like this is not my combo i'm like this is not my conversation that's an exit only no one gets over there salons in sacramento yeah, I really should probably look into that. Because fucking Reno is not progressive enough for anal bleaching. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I, it's, honestly, it, it makes me so sad. I look at the city and I look at how far we've come and how far we still have to go. When we get an anal bleaching place in Reno, That's I'll know. We would make bank. We should just open one. We should just get licensed. How, I mean... We just need like a just, bottle just of bleach, get a right? <laughs> it's just you just wax and then rub, That's right? It. Totally. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Well, here's the thing, we're we're asking you because we also don't know. I'm like you. You can talk to me all you want to, but I don't know. That's fair. I think <laughs> it. We'd probably make a lot of a ton money. of money. Actually, we'd see a lot of buttholes over here now. And it would not. Oh it my would god! Be, what a great Instagram. Buttholes are real. <laughs> buttholes are real. So there is this. Page. <laughs> I think it's on what's that thing called Tumblr? Yes. A patient of mine told me about it before. It's called Rococo Butthole. So what happens is you go to a party. It's a Rococo party, and then what they do is they. What is a Rococo yeah. party? So Rococo is like, it's a it's a style. Let me show you. Oh, gotcha. So Rococo. <laughs> well, we've got our photo for this episode. <laughs> is a style. It's like. Um, it's like an architecture, but it's like really big Baroque, Rococo style clothing. And then, mm-hmm. so there's these people who throw like Rococo parties. This mm-hmm. is Rococo. Oh. Oh, it's a style. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was a butthole. And so you have Rococo parties. <laughs> and so there's this site called... So like a Ro- Marie Antoinette kind of thing yeah, going exactly. on. Okay, got it. So this is called Rococo Butthole. And I fucking love it. And so what you do is you go to this party. Someone mm-hmm. sets up a camera. You bend over. They throw some sprinkle. Like, they sprinkle some like glitter on it. On your butt. And they take pictures of it. And I fucking love it. Oh my god! Isn't this great? Oh, oh my, my god. god! So go to rococobutthole.com and so it's like little portraits of people's buttholes oh and like very I, fancy ornate portraits. I that love are, it. They can't be more than two by two. I can't. 
I cannot with this. Two inches by two inches. Really? This is, I think this is fantastic. Hysterical. And of course, Tumblr hasn't taken it down because it looks like a fucking galaxy. No, Tumblr is Hondo oh P pro porn. Look at that asshole. <laughs> Look at how pretty. I know, it's gorgeous. Well, now you know. You don't have to tie-dye your, your asshole. You can just do this. So I just need to go to a Rococo Co party and then get my butthole taken a picture of. Done. There you go. Look at that. It does look like um, a little universe painting or portrait. It uh, really does. <laughs> I do love the... Look at the northern lights in your ass. I love the, the fact that it's there's a cute little ornate frame around it. I love it. I need that, that you could it's you could actually frame. go yeah, yeah, you could go around that's like a pre COVID shit right there. <laughs> same frame around everyone's butthole. Uh, um but I do love this darling. I fucking love this. I just love the fact that it is the frame, but then they take the picture outside of the frame. Right. And so there's like, like a picture. So you can totally be like that's a butthole so that you know for sure it's a butthole and not some abstract Ooh. thing that's the worst Get when you're waxed. like is that a butthole right you know yeah you have to question it look at that glitter i want butthole glitter fuck it i'm not getting it bleached i want glitter that's what i want my birthday's next week give me butthole glitter i will i tell me how much it is and i'll venmo oh. you. <laughs> and i will put that on venmo i'll be like butthole glitter happy birthday <laughs> I feel like maybe when I come on these episodes, we might talk about anal too much. I mean, maybe, but that's like your stick. So my it's favorite. Nice. That's my favorite topic. Oh my god, yeah. I love so it. So, or we just go to Sacramento and get you bleached, or get like. Yeah, I think you should pre-bleach and then get glitter on it. Well, yeah, in a blank think, canvas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here's the thing: <laughs> I'm just trying to go for like that porn star pretty butthole, you know. Because here, here's something. This is a TikTok trend that's going around. Is it? Uh, it is. Um, there's a girl who, uh, God, I, I'd have to pull up the account. Um, but she says, boys stare at your bubble during doggy. And there's a bunch of people freaking out. You just no. left your job. No. It's true. I can't do it anymore. Boys Sorry, stare guys. at your butthole during doggy. Why? Because, uh, I don't know, for funsies. It's Why wouldn't you stare at a butthole? You haven't ever looked at a butthole? No, I don't want to. Really? I'm not into butts. I'm sorry. I look at a lot of butts. It's not yeah. my thing. I'm right. also a dude, so it's like. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's you you deal with them far more. I think as a woman, I might have seen more than my fair share of buttholes. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> look at this tiny butthole. It's so precious. Did it be? Marky, if they love you very, very much, where can they find you? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> uh, at Marky uh, underscore ho on Instagram. Uh, and that's pretty much where I post all of my nonsense slash not butthole related content. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Um, if you want to reach her, you can DM her on Instagram. You can email us at I couldn't help a podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media. We swear on Chanel on Instagram and Twitter. And I couldn't help a podcast on Facebook. Like, subscribe, and all that. Thank you so much for having Thank me. Thank you for coming on. And I can't wait for us to talk more about buttholes when we reboot the series. <laughs> I'm so excited. And talk about, about kinks with kinks with Marky. Thank you. And then uh, the house party, too. Yeah, and, and you will oh, yes. be joining us for the watch party for yes, the movies. Yes, so yes, we'll see yes. you then. Um, and Randy's still not sharing any social media. I don't have social. Well, I do. You do. I like, I like that you like those two pictures. You have two pictures on I was like, they're like five years old. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad.
too funny. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on. And everyone at home, remember, always always wear wear a condom. condom. And see a therapist. Yes. (laughs) That's a new plug. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. 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 It's not stopping. It's not stopping.